You can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet, creeping along the wall ninja style. She raised her arms up over her head and started to come towards me. And she had her mouth open like she was screaming. I hear my sister on the top bunk say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air. But now all of a sudden the green orb comes towards our truck and it shoots out over the mountains into outer space. It is gone. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Rebecca Black. Girl, this is not going to go well today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I just I just kept Rebecca on the phone for like a full 15 minutes complaining because my kitten shit the bed again today. Which I'm here to listen to you. Oh. Um, I welcome all kitty shitting stories and I'm so sorry that that's happening to you. Nothing. I mean, it, this really shouldn't blow me out of the water the way it has because our kitten has litter box confusion. I call her a kitten. Uh-huh. She's seven months old now she's not a baby baby she should be pooping on her own and not in the bed (laughs) she should and sometimes she's good but if there's a soft fuzzy blanket on our bed she cannot wait to shit on it and it is blowing my freaking mind um because somehow she always finds that it's like she's storing poop just for that moment well i bet it feels really good on her booty it's probably like she's just really just rubbing it all in at that point (laughs) you know given a chance i think i would on a really soft blanket in the middle of a bed too. If we had the choice. All right. Yeah. Well, coming up, we've got a classic ghost story about the death coach out of the UK. And we also have some excellent prison ghost stories. Plus, we have some haunted vacation ideas for you that might bring you face to face with Bigfoot. I mean, that or he'll just throw some logs at you. So you never know. (laughs) True story. Like, I actually had this thought of a Bigfoot with a giant stick shaking it. Like, get out of my forest. Yes, that's what he's doing. (laughs) Quick reminder, haunted. HauntedAF.com. That's where we're going to put all the companion blogs. Everything that we talk about on the show, on the podcast, is all there. HauntedAF.com. Please follow us on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, even TikTok. We got all the goods right there for you. Don't forget, we are now posting full episodes on YouTube with all of our photos and videos, all the evidence. And if you want to find the pictures from this episode, you'll go to episode 10, season 5 at HauntedAF.com. We need to send big love to our new patrons, Kirsten Williams, element and Amy crawling by the way season five of haunted AF is going to wrap at the end of this month April but we will keep posting new content on our patreon page so this is a great time to become a patron it's only five bucks a month and you can get caught up on all of the stories and interviews that we have there already so let's get started today with Brittany who says quote sorry for all the background noise a husband two kids two cats and two dogs and not one of them knows how to shut the fuck up for a minute <laughs> hashtag blast <laughs> Oh my God, I love her. Hi, y'all. Just kidding. I don't have an accent. So I have had experiences since I can remember. When I was about maybe seven years old, I used to sleep in the living room with my dad. My dad slept on the couch because he had a bad back and I slept on the floor underneath the couch because I was terrified to sleep in my own bedroom. One night I was sleeping on the floor and I woke up and I look up and I see my dad. But he's kind of blue, a little glowy, and he's peeking around the corner at me. So I look up and I realize, oh, shit, I'm in the living room alone. I have to get the f- 
out of here because it's scary. So I get up and I run to my dad who's now walking down the hallway and at the end of the hallway is my parents' bedroom. So I follow him. I'm calling his name. He's not paying attention to me, which is scaring me even more. So finally we get into my mom's room and I'm like, dad, dad. And I look and he is not there. It's my mom and my baby brother and my little brain could literally not comprehend what was going on. So I wake my mom up, I'm terrified, and she takes me out to the living room and we look and my dad is sleeping on the couch. It was very scary. I still talk about it, my parents don't believe me, but it happened and it literally scared the out of me. Bye. Bye, Brittany. So when you say it literally scared the shit out of you, does, <laughs> does that, is this like a literal, do you need a soft blanket in the middle of the bed, like, oh, situation? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was wondering, do we ask for proof on that? Like, do we have her send in the photos? I don't know. Well, actually, <laughs> Brittany is still kind of new to the podcast. I think she's still yeah. in season one, and she said, are you still taking sketches? <gasps> I don't know. Oh Okay, and I haven't sent this to you. You're going to die when you see Brittany's sketch of her blue dad walking down the hallway. Again, hauntedaf.com, episode 10, season five. Go look at this picture because it's adorable. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just peek over here right now. I love this picture. Okay, and so this next story comes from Chris. So hi, my name is Chris. I'm from Arlington, Texas. So yes, I'm a local to Julie and a fan. I grew up listening to The Edge. I'd like to preface this note by saying uh, I consider myself a man of science. I am a skeptic. I require a good deal of empirical evidence. None of that exists in these stories. But I want to talk about my house. The house I grew up in was definitely inhabited by someone, someone that my family knew before I was born. My godfather built the house in the 60s when he was still married to his first wife. That woman was a very kind person from my understanding, and she passed away. And of course, he didn't want to stay there, so they sold the house, and they sold it to a young married couple who happened to be my parents. And from that day on, uh, my parents had all kinds of issues in the house. I won't say issues that they were negative. They were never negative experiences. Things would move. Lights would turn on and off. The drawers in the kitchen and the cabinets in the kitchen, the drawers would open, uh, and sometimes still do, 40 years later. Both my sister, I have a younger sister, and I would experience lights turning on. Uh, We would hear our names consistently. We just grew to know this person as a caretaker. Years later, my wife and I have to stay there for an extended period of time as we're house hunting. It was like returning to my childhood. There were times where I would feel a hand on my back. I would feel somebody sit down next to me if I was taking a nap in the middle of the day. And the dogs would consistently talk to things that were never there. They would moan and whimper and groan, doggy noises that dogs make when they're interested Uh, They just sit there and talk to the chair or talk to the corner. You can easily request things of this person. You can say, hey, you know, I need to sleep tonight. Can you cut it out for just tonight? Or, hey, you know, we're going to do the following things in the house. Don't be upset. We're not trying to tear down the house. But I spent a good majority of my life in that house, 20 years or so. And um, I never got the feeling of fright. I never got the feeling of fear or intimidation. Sometimes things would happen and it'd startle you, but that was never the intent. Um, I never felt anything other than love and nurturement from this person. And I still think of her fondly, even though I've never met her in person. 
All right. Well, that's my story. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you, Chris. And um, I wonder how far they've ever pushed this, if you can ask for things situation. I was wondering the same thing, because I would be like putting all kinds of crap out, be like, move this, move that, move some furniture, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or if something was missing, it'd be like, you know, can you help me find this? Will you make yeah. some French toast in the morning? And by the way, <laughs> Chris did not send that in. I think it's his wife, Miriam, I believe, who set, okay. who like set him down and recorded it so if you have that one friend or spouse and you're like oh they've got the best story sit their ass down and tape it for them because yes. we need those stories give them the email address again real quick haunted af podcast at gmail.com again that's haunted af podcast at gmail.com oh and speaking of which it looks like we are giving people ghosts again uh, but this one oh, is a little bit indirectly it's coming from destiny hi ladies my name is destiny um i absolutely love your podcast i'm actually a little bit nervous about sending this in. I'm not very good with at telling stories. Um, basically, I've been listening to your podcast all day, every day at work. You know, it really gets me through. And on Thursday night, last Thursday, I decided to listen to it at home. And then I heard you guys talking about TikTok. So I looked up haunted TikTok and I showed my boyfriend something. And he says he's not about that kind of stuff, but I think he just gets scared and he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't want to even try to think about it. So the following day when I get home from work, he's at home with our daughter, Lucy, who's seven months old. And he ends up saying like, hey, no more of that haunted shit that you listen to. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was just like, bro, I saw something this morning. And I was just like, what'd you see? <laughs> and I was getting so excited. And I was like, oh, tell me what. And he said, because you can see into our bathroom, you can see the sink from the living room. And he said that he heard something. And basically in our bathroom sink, we had water filled up because Lucy's clothes were soaking. Should have blow out, poor girl. Um. <laughs> her clothes were soaking and he said somebody was playing with the water and when he looked into the bathroom he saw a dark figure right in front of the sink by this time I'm f***ing excited and I'm scared and it's just <laughs> thrilling and I was like oh my god and then he was just like no more of that shit I'm serious because now you're starting to bring things home with you so don't worry i listen to you guys all day today and i will continue to do so just maybe not at home keep doing what you guys are doing absolutely love it take care Thank you, Destiny. And honestly, I think the boyfriend needs to calm down because it sounds like this ghost was helping them clean up Lucy's clothes yeah, in the sink. I know. And can I just point out that we this is the poopiest episode I think we've ever had. <laughs> it is is very <laughs> poop intensive. And then on top of that, I was just going to suggest maybe they should all become Patreon people uh -huh. and pay the $5 per month. And I, I'm told that it won't haunt you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's a great idea. It isn't true, by the way. But it's not, but we're going to try, right? Let's do that. $5 a month and you won't be haunted by No haunted. <laughs> Again, that's a lie, but... It's an excellent idea, Rebecca. <laughs> Speaking of haunted TikToks, did you see the video? Because people send it to us on TikTok, on Instagram, of the woman filming her son in the bathroom, Trevor. And Trevor is talking to something in the ceiling fan. Oh, 
Trevor is actually like, okay, good night. No, nope. like, no. Nope. The, the mom's all freaked out. She's like, he's been blowing kisses to that thing. I don't know what's going on. And she even says, Trevor, there's nobody up there. And he looks at her like, mom. And you see that look on his face like, <sighs> oh, shit, nobody believes me. It's not the ceiling fan. It's like the fart fan in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they must be sweet because Trevor is definitely not scared of them. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that he's not like, I don't want him to develop a complex. Us. Yes. So our next story actually comes from Nick who says, hello, I just heard the last episode where your guest mentioned Coat Rack Man, the dark figure that peeped in and out. Now that's the story from Brennan of uh, the ghost story guy. Right. Uh, Nick went on to say that that brought up memory that he had suppressed as a child. Ooh. <laughs> My whole family lived in government housing projects back in the 80s, and we were at my grandmother's duplex when I saw it. I was asleep on the living room sofa when my brother and cousin left to get some toys. This was bad because apparently they were supposed to watch me while my grandmother ran to the store. I woke up to a noise, but when I called out, no one answered. Instead, a shadow head peeked around the corner at me. I jumped up from the sofa, scared shitless, and ran, but somehow the shadow thing was slowly moving towards me. Mm. Remember, all of this was happening during the day. Which makes it scarier for some reason. No kidding. (laughs) Oh, He said, I ran to a large window and started banging on it, all the while watching the shadow thing moving closer and closer. My brother and cousin were walking back, smiling, until they saw me crying and pounding on the window. They opened the door, and when I turned back, the shadow was gone. I made them walk all around the duplex with me, but of course, nothing was there. Again, I think the shadow person was like babysitting. You know, the best part about ghost babysitting is that it's free. You don't have to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are they taking things and we just don't know it? Okay, so this next story comes from Pi. Hello, Governor. Hi, Julian Rebecca. This is Pi from the UK. This story is my grandmother's story, and it came from her great aunt Alice. Alice lived in a very, very small village in Wales at the turn of the last century. This village consisted of about a dozen little cottages just dotted along one road. And this road was edged with very high hedges, which is common in the UK. And these hedges were about six to seven foot tall. Alice's family lived in a cottage at the end of the village, just on the bend in the road. And they could see pretty much everyone that came in and out. One winter, Alice and her siblings were in their bedroom watching snow come down. The snow was very heavy, like goose feathers, and they were wondering if they would be snowed in. And as they chatted excitedly, they were aware of two pinpricks of light moving along the road towards them. It became apparent that this was a carriage moving towards the village, and the two little pinpricks of lights were the carriage lanterns. As it came along, they were all surprised to see that it was moving at the same height as the hedges, at around about six or seven feet. So they just assumed that this must be because of the heavy snowfall and that the snow had drifted, which is something that was quite common. As they watched, the carriage swept past them, drawn by two horses, and they could see the driver hunched in the front seat. The carriage moved past and then seemed to come to a standstill at a row of smaller cottages. The next morning, they woke up quite excited, made their way downstairs and they were very surprised to see that the snow wasn't deep at all and they wondered if the snow had melted because the snow they'd seen last night must have been six or seven feet because they saw the carriage passing along at the same level as the hedgerows. As they sat down to breakfast, wondering noisily what had happened to the snow, there was a knock at the front door and they could hear their mother chatting to somebody that they presumed was a neighbour. 
The mother came in and said to the grandmother that the elderly lady that lived at a row of cottages had just passed away in the night. The grandmother had heard the children talking about the carriage that they saw and she sucked breath in through her teeth, as grannies do, crossed herself and then muttered in Welsh that the children had seen the death carriage and that the death carriage had come along to collect the elderly lady. Okay, a couple of things. That should be a movie. Okay, wait. (laughs) Have you seen the movie Darby O'Gill and the Little People? No. Okay, this is an old, I mean, old Sean Connery. (laughs) Yeah, it is a Disney movie that Sean Connery was in when he's like a young man. There's a scene where the death carriage comes and takes this old man away. Okay, I'll post a link to it. I thought about playing part of it in the podcast, but it's Disney, and I thought that they might like track us down and kill us. Oh, totally. Yeah, Uh, they will. It is, but (laughs) even though it's older than dirt, it's still chilling, you know? It's still beautiful. Speaking of which, how wonderful is her voice? Oh my gosh, I was loving surprised when she was like hello governor i was like yes (laughs) like my day's made so this next one comes from diane and she says when i was younger and fresh out of college i found a one-bedroom condo in west fort worth each night i would check the doors and the windows before going to bed because it was always so quiet one night i heard footsteps on the carpet they would be at a normal pace then they'd go really really fast and then they'd stop I got up and I checked the doors, I checked the windows, but no one was there. The mystery continued every single night. And I even mentioned this to my coworkers. Was my new place haunted? Then one night while lying in the dark, I once again heard those footsteps in the carpet. They would be at a normal pace then they would be really, really fast. And then they would suddenly stop entirely. That's when I realized I was hearing the sound of my own eyelashes scraping the pillowcase. <laughs> April Fools from Diane. Wait a minute. Does that mean? Does that mean that it didn't? Oh, you because you know this episode is dropping on April Fool's Day. Oh my god! So this did this really brilliant. happen to her? I wonder. Oh, I don't know. Have you ever done that, though? Like when you're laying in bed and you hear that wheeze, you know, you're like wheezing while you're breathing. and You're like, what was that? Or like you have a flapper in your nose or something. Yes. And I'm like, that is the most annoying sound on earth. I don't ever want to wish really bad things upon my enemies, you know, Uh but I do wish them the nasally noise whistle. Yeah. Because it's annoying, right? (laughs) (laughs) Dead pad of the Uh, Again, before we do the Dead Pet of the Week, please send us your Dead Pet of the Week theme songs. That's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. First, we have to say thanks to Liz for sending a story about Gremlin. That's her beloved kitty cat who disappeared one night as they tend to, but she was crying about him, missing him terribly, and then she felt him on her legs, and she was like, Gremlin, you're home, and she looked down, and he was not there. Poor baby. Oh, and we also got these fantastic pictures from Ashley. She says, I wanted to share these photos of my daughter and a lost puppy that showed up at our house years ago. I could never figure out what the light anomaly was in the picture. My father-in-law had passed from prostate cancer a few months before this, and we had all been trying to cope with it. She found this puppy wandering on our five acres right around the time we brought home my father-in-law's ashes. I've always wondered if it was him showing his love from the beyond. Oh, my God. Go to HauntedAF.com right now. Episode 10, Season 5. You can see all those pictures that Ashley sent us. Yeah, it's really wild because she says she took the first two photos, and it's of her daughter and this little dog. They named it Clover. Mm -hmm. And Clover's, like, laying on her daughter. And there are these two really strange, just light anomalies kind of lying across her daughter as well. She noticed the light 
light and then was trying to recreate it and she couldn't get it to do that. Mm-hmm. So also we need to send some love to Bruce Faulkner who is all recovered from his heart attack. You know, he was Yay! ill over the holidays and his daughter just got married. So congratulations, Bruce. But wow. he did find time to send us this Bigfoot story from mysteriousuniverse.org. The article talks about Bigfoot sightings at Sam Houston National Forest, which is about 50 miles outside of Houston. So not too uh-huh. far from us. They've got great camping and boating there, but people have reported seeing that big hairy something we talk about <laughs> up to 40 times a year. So Whoa. they've even posted Bigfoot warning signs out there. Wes like Germer, real ones? Like, like from the real, government? Yes. Like don't <laughs> feed the Bigfoot signs. Oh God. <laughs> this guy named Wes Germer, who hosts the Bigfoot Chronicles podcast, claims that he's had logs thrown at him by Bigfoot on three separate occasions. What? But he's not the only person to make such claims because you're like, wait, he hosts a Bigfoot podcast and Bigfoot's oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Convenient. Right. Well, then there's this other guy named Mike Christian who doesn't host a Bigfoot podcast. He claims that he was followed by Bigfoot while hiking the Lone Star Trail in 1965. So awesome. now, this is a wild story. He says he's trying to get away from this animal that's like stalking him. So he's kind of running and then all of a sudden he comes around a corner and here's this eight foot tall Bigfoot with his chest all puffed up. So yeah. um, Mike just passes out. He freaks out. He passes <gasps> out, which is a horrible idea. Don't do that. For real. He wakes up like hours later. He's miles from where he blacked out at and he's covered in like bruises. He's all wet and everything. So he thinks that this Bigfoot like dragged him somewhere and he has no idea why. But Oh, if, shoot. If, like that's crazy. Right. And if that sounds like your kind of fun, then um, <laughs> go to hauntedhamp.com yeah. <laughs> and we'll give you all the details about camping at Sam Houston Park. Uh, when okay. are we going? Uh, I don't know. I yeah, mean, you don't want to get drunk by Bigfoot? Come on. No, I do. I just don't like camping. You know how you love the probing dreams about aliens I and such? What a- <laughs> I don't love them. I have them okay, occasionally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't love them. You just happen to have them. I'm like, what if Bigfoot is like probing? <sighs> All right, let's just move move on to our next story. (laughs) My name is Jessica Steinacher. I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, this is my ghost story. When I was like three or four, I got up in the middle of the night to get a drink of water, and um, I was being followed by a grocery bag. Yeah, it sounds crazy, but literally floated in the air, like eye level with my little three, four-year-old self. So I ran crying to my bedroom threw the blanket over my head told my mom about it in the morning because the bag was in the middle of the floor like it literally followed me to my bedroom so then fast forward to like when I was 19 I was on Skype with my friend and my mom randomly would bring it up all the time um, because she thought it was just the funniest thing ever that I was terrified of some grocery bag and our little friendly ghost that we called Junior was messing with me so I'm on Skype it's like two in the morning and this random bag I started hearing it come down the hallway, and I'm like, who's up at this time? And this bag comes around the chair, floats up to about the door handle. Then I hear this low, like, wolf growl, like an actual growl. It scared the living crap out of me. And my 19-year-old self slept at the end of my parents' bed that night. Yes, I'm not proud of it, but you got to do what you got to do when you're scared. So then a few months later, I have my twin sister there, and we're talking about it because my sister thinks that I'm crazy and it didn't happen and all of this stuff. So we just finished talking about it. We were, like, paranoid. We were looking all around us, making sure there was no grocery bag in sight because we were scared. And we heard a bag coming down the hallway, and we didn't see it until it came out from behind the recliner that my best friend was sitting in. And it went over to the door, and it blew up just past the door handle this time. Yeah, so (laughs) we blessed the house, and I 
very, very paranoid about grocery bags in my house. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. What the f***? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. A lot of these stories don't scare me anymore because uh, we hear so much of them. Right, you know? of course. This would scare the sh out of me. <laughs> Just something that random that doesn't make a bit of damn sense, you know? No, and for it to happen more than once, like, that's not a random occurrence. It can't be, right? And the idea of hearing it come down the hallway. Yeah, making, like, the crinkly sound. Yes, because you would be like, that's not a damn bag. Is that is that a shopping bag? <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm legitimately scared at the same time. <laughs> yeah, she needs reusable bags. <laughs> <You need it. laughs> yes. Okay, so this last story comes from Leanne, and she says, I used to work in a county jail. And while working nights, I had tons of encounters. There were seven different areas of this jail and all of them were haunted. Mm. So let me just try to set the scene. My partner and I were in the control room. And from there, we could see into all the units because the entire wall was a one-way window. Have you seen, what is that movie, um, El Royale with Chris Hemsworth? Oh, no, I haven't. But I was thinking Cabin in the Woods. Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. That's exactly like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, where it's like there's a whole wall of cells. You can see the entire, like, where everyone is at, at any given moment. Right. I asked Leanne, do you have pictures? And she was like, no, it's a prison, dumbass. Why do you think oh, they're yeah, going to let me yeah. have pictures? Yeah, that's a good point. You're probably not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, because this particular area held the mentally unstable and high-risk inmates, so they were alone in their cells at all times. In the middle of the night, we got a buzz from one of the cells. We answered, and the girl was yelling, Let me out! It's gonna get me! Something is in here with me! We assured her she was okay and that she was alone in the cell and then ended the interaction. A few minutes later, same thing happened. She screamed that something was in there with her and that it was trying to get her. We again assured her that she was fine. No one's in there with her because we have control of the doors. Another 20 minutes go by, and we got the same call. She's freaking out, but this time she says she's suicidal. So we went into her cell, escorted her to suicide watch. So now the cell is empty, right? Right. Another hour goes by and the buzzer for that cell goes off again. We answer it, not even thinking, and that's when it clicks. No one is in that cell. So how did the buzzer go off? Oh, that poor girl. I know. Oh, how smart is she, though? She's like, if I say that I'm feeling suicidal, they'll have to get me out of here. Right, but I'm like, what in the frick had a hold of her? Oh, my God. Like, I just imagine her fighting with this entity or something. (gasps) Okay. So Leanne goes on to say so much more stuff has happened in that area. Someone was floating around in the visiting room. Oh, my God. Because my partner had someone whisper in her ear one time. Something got slammed against our window once when everything was locked down. Oh, my God. That means all the jail cells were, like, shut down. We've had a prison story like that before. Same thing where they were up in a tower. Everything was closed down. And they said there was a loud pound on the window like somebody had hit it and there was nobody there. Oh, my goodness. That's terrifying. She said it was constant. She goes, I came to the conclusion that the jail has so much evil and depression inside of it. How can that not be haunted? Again, that's from Leanne. Oh, oh God, Leanne, tell us more. Hauntedafpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah. Please send us your stories. We like them written. We want them recorded. Audio, video, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. So coming up next week, we're going to talk to the U.S. ghost adventure people about some haunted vacations that you can take all over the world. And, you know, it's one thing to see those creepy shadow figures watching you. Mm-hmm. But what do you do if you see one and it's smiling <gasps> at you? <laughs> no. Well, that's what happened to Denise 
case, and she's going to tell us all about it on the next Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalaga and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 